0: Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the Prop G Markets podcast. For nearly two years, Prop G Markets has
1: brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, Prop G Markets is
0: launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer... It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hello
3: and welcome to episode eighty-one of Eurobash. A fine sunny day in Dublin. Noel McGrath, is it is it sunny on the south side? Are you getting little rain clouds over there? How are you getting on?
1: We're good. Cool. We're not as miserable as you lot. So um, yeah, we tend to get the better weather here. <laughs> it's beautiful, I don't man. Think
3: that's true. To be honest, um, yeah, it's a it's cracking day. It's like someone's playing a joke on us with all this good weather, but. Um, I guess it is good. At least we can go outside and stay within our 2K or whatever the hell it is. At least get a bit of sunshine now McGraw.
1: Yeah, the sun is uh, spitting the rocks and uh, burning my face as well. I've, uh, I was out there for an hour earlier on and I'm a wee bit red peasy to say the least. I have to confess. So uh, we're not used to this sort of sun, you know. But it's all good, brother.
3: It's yeah, good. I've got my, my, my freckles uh, multiplying. I don't, I don't know if you're the freckly kind, but Jesus Christ, I'd be out there for about half an hour. And then I'm just fucking covered in things like scabies. I'm all right. It's, I,
1: uh, one or two, but nothing, nothing like you, I wouldn't imagine.
3: Nothing on my scale. I went there. Do you know what's pissed me off? This is how much of a fucking aggro prick I am. I'm getting annoyed with people being out when I'm outside. I'm like, why is there so many fucking people outside? Like yeah. all the time. I tried to take the dog for a walk down the canal yesterday, and I swear to God, it was like a fucking concert was going on. So it lasted about two seconds there, and I turned around and fucking went home. Yeah, Very upset.
1: There, there is still a lot of people uh, disobeying the government's guidelines on uh, It's disappointing to say the least. I got annoyed as well, to be honest. There was a lot of people out today. It was floating around. And there was people in their gardens and then over to the coffee shop, sort of standing outside, not really social distancing. So there's definitely been um, a little bit of, um, what would you say, um, a regression in the progress that we thought we were making. It's unfortunate. Idiots. Yes.
3: However, the fights are back this week, now McGrath.
1: Oh yeah, bullshit. Um, fight Week. Well well we hope they will be. Out <laughs> they are. Um, are. I think. It's, it's been an unpredictable all time for this it,
3: sport, but we think it is actually gonna happen this weekend. UFC two forty nine going down in Jacksonville, Florida. Um <laughs> Jackson. we'll get we'll get on to more of that in a few minutes. Let's just break down the few headlines we do have from MMA this week. Marvin Vittori v. Carl Robertson is set for May 13th. Christoph Jocko v. Eric Anders is set for May 16th. Leon Edwards, Darren Till and Jimmy Manoa have set up a coalition to combat knife crime in the UK. Uh, Till v. Whittaker has basically been verbally agreed by both parties, but at a catch weight. Dana White doubts we will see Habib v. Tony in 2020 and... UFC Kazakhstan has officially been scrapped. Uh, we knew it probably wasn't going to go down, but it is official now. It is not happening on June 6th, of course. Uh, Piotr Jan and Marlon Marois were set to top that card. Um, anything shocking there to you, Noel McGrath? I, I think it is great uh, that after the his appearance on the episode last week, Leon uh, doubled down, really, on what he said to us about the knife situation in Birmingham and has begun this uh, cross-county um kind of coalition with Till and Liverpool and Jimmy Mano in London. Very good to see that.
1: Yeah, fair play to them. The lads using their you know their platform and, and this time to obviously try and get that at the forefront as well as COVID nineteen. As Leon said last week there was a number of stabbings and even in one day in Birmingham and it's sort of going on across the UK in the major cities, Liverpool, Birmingham, London where the lads are from. And Darren, it's obviously, you know, very close to home for him, him being stabbed when he was 16, 17 in, in that nightclub. So a great thing, I think, from the lads to do and and sort of puts other news back into the headlines. And, and, and you know, I think that's what's been sort of needed. Like, you know, it's all been COVID-19 and, and, and these problems still go on, even in a time where we're all supposed to be isolating, Um, which is it's great to see. Fair play to the lads. Well done.
3: To be honest, you kind of were on this uh, Habib V Tony thing since this initial, we, since we initially found out it wasn't going to happen at two four nine. The, the fifth time of asking, you kind of said you were kind of doing the maths as to when people would be available, as to when Habib would be finished Ramadan, ready to fight. You, you kind of knew that Habib V Tony wasn't going to happen in twenty twenty. You, you were fairly confident of that, that as soon as two four nine fell apart, right?
1: Yeah, listen, it's not made. I, I don't. <laughs> we're going to be seeing it anytime soon. Uh, or ever at
3: this stage <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I reckon you know I think the UFC are going to go ahead and you know uh, book Conor McGregor possibly against the winner Saturday Night's Fight and you know Habib obviously a Rambadam uh, being where he is at the moment in Dagestan you know flights, visas it's just, it's just not happening anytime soon and I think you know we look at the UFC with the team with Fight Island obviously having it for international fighters based, based outside the US we've had no sort of Words again yet And what's going on there Any sort of definite confirmation from Dana He keeps telling us it's there But we're yet to have any sort of is real. Evidence <laughs> So if you're looking at any sort of international shows man, that They're not happening And that sort of effectively reels out Habib From where he is at the moment in, in competing Um And obviously with Ramadan and, and all that happening As he said previously he won't fight during this period So it does set up something for the winner Saturday night Potentially against Mr. McGregor I think in, uh, in July somewhere
3: um, it it's like you know, it's obviously very good for the fighters. The fighters are excited to be competing. Uh, a lot of fans very excited yeah. for the fights. Um, how are your excitement levels?
1: I am on today. I woke up and I was going shit. We've, we've we we fights on Saturday. It looks like it as we're we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Obviously, the things that are going on in the US and the state of Florida, and the um, you know, ringside physicians have sort of you know uh, eased their stance on on the fights going ahead. So. That points to everything that we're actually going to get some fights this weekend. And, uh, yeah, listen, I'm not going to lie. I am excited. Like, why wouldn't we be? We we cover this sport. We haven't had it for two and a half, three months. It's a long time for us having fight cards literally twice, three times a fucking week. And we're back to that on, on Saturday night. So I'm not going to lie. You know, I know there's obviously huge risks going ahead with this card still. But, you know, the government have given it the all clear there in Florida. Mr. DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has, uh, has said it's okay to go Sanctus. ahead. DeSantis, DeSantis. So, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> I'm going to get behind it. I'm going to be, you know, on the, the media stuff this week as well. The UFC are doing online for the first time ever. So, so why not? Why not? I'm excited. How are you? Are you excited? You must be. You have to be. No? Yeah, I
3: mean, it, I'm, I'm excited, like, I'm excited, but it does kind of ha- have the feel of a, like, a disaster movie <laughs> like Armageddon, uh, but, I mean, it, it, it's good. Like, I mean, we did get some good signs. Um, we had an article on MMA fighting this week, basically from the uh, from the ringside physicians who were, came out against the idea of uh, events happening yeah. um You know, when Dana was trying to put them on in April, but it seems they've kind of softened their approach here. Their statement is as follows. The Association of Ring Soy Physicians recognize that the circumstances regarding COVID-19 pandemic are continually changing and evolving. As stay-at-home orders are relaxed, athletic commissions and combat sports governing bodies are looking to restart operations. Although it is impossible to eliminate all risk associated with COVID nineteen, precautions can be made to reduce the risk of viral transmissions. Uh, many athlete commissions, athletic commissions, organizations, and promoters are developing new guidelines to limit exposure to all involved at events, including athletes, their teams, commission, commission personnel, and support staff. So, um, it, I guess it, it, it does seem like it is uh, it is safer now to do it when they initially were going to do it, but. Um, you know, they're still under fire. In this morning, uh, Monday morning's morning report from Jed Meshu, uh, we're seeing Bob Arham Still pretty pissed off with the idea of this going (laughs) ahead. He was saying, uh, I think the behavior of people in sports we should be following are Adam Silver of the NBA, Roger Goodell of the NFL, people who are proceeding cautiously and safely, not people who are acting like cowboys. For example, the UFC wanted to do this fight in California, and they were prevented by Governor Newsom and by Senator Feinstein going to ESPN and having Dana pull the plug. It turned out that one of the fighters, in fact, tested positive afterwards for coronavirus. You know, if we get something like that on one of Dana's shows, and God forbid there's a serious incident of spreading the disease, it doesn't do well for anybody who's involved with sports. Um, interesting enough, also featured there, um, Oscar de la Hoya seems to be uh, commending Dana, even though they've had that long publicized beef. So I wonder how that uh, <laughs> that resolved itself. But uh, very interesting stuff there. Um I mean, do you, do you think, are you more comfortable with it happening now than than say April last month, a few weeks ago when they were trying to do this initially?
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, probably not. I, I just think it's more um, credible now because the the governor has given it to go ahead, but I don't think the circumstances have changed an awful lot. In terms of what the UFC are doing, you know, obviously that report that you said came out and we've seen what the ringside physicians have said it seems as though the UFC are going to do testing this week so you know I think that's going to put people's minds at a little bit of rest going into this but no I'm like I'm very man I'm very very sort of 50-50 on this still I'm obviously excited but should it really be going ahead I don't know you know I I don't know I, I really I still can't make my mind up on this I've been beating myself up this for the last two and a half months even when the uh, original card was was cancelled a month ago, but you know if these things are in place, you know why not? You know will will more people not stay at home and, and watch the the pay per view? And you know I don't I don't know I I find it hard. We'll
3: talk about the uh, the the information we have on testing etc. when we come back after our first interview, but um yeah, like basically all the noises you're making just remind me that MMA journalists are the wimpiest and weakest people covering the hardest and strongest sport and all that's who i think the a, l- a, lot, saying.
1: a lot of them are listen listen <laughs> right I, i'm actually I, i'm i'm more edging towards yeah listen let's let's go ahead if all these things are in place you know it might put a smile on people's faces you know i'm going to be happy watching the fights on saturday night it will take them away from the from the troubles of what are going on and
3: you out a picture of a big happy face on you while you're watching them yeah Big smile, of, course,
1: of course it will yeah <laughs> it definitely will but like oh, that's
3: what,
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying like you know it's it's one of those ones where you know you can either look at both sides and it is it's hard to to really sort of um go on either side it probably shouldn't be happening but then you know let's let's not be too hypocritical when we're we're going to be enjoying the fights on Saturday night. So let's get to a pizza. First interview of the day is with Mr. Paul Felder, who commentates this weekend at UFC 249. Sorry, he doesn't commentate. He's on colour analyst duty from at home in Philly. He'll explain all that, what's next for him, and lots, lots more. He got a new dog as well, which is uh, pretty cool. So uh, check out the interview with Paul. We'll be back to talk about this weekend's UFC 249 card. Always a pleasure to welcome on. He's on color analyst duties from at home, I believe, this weekend for UFC 249. It is, as always, a pleasure to have on the Irish dragon, Paul Felder. Paul, first of all, I think the question everyone wants to know is, what have you been eating over this period of time?
0: At, well, there was there was quite a time there where it was getting really bad. Uh, and I've still had moments of uh, debauchery, as I like to call it. But all in all, I've been trying to clean up the diet get in much better shape i'm running a lot i'm doing the spin bike i'm i've got a very 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 small group of guys that i have been starting to slowly get some pad sessions in and and some work but we're trying to limit the donuts over here now
1: (laughs) obviously it's it's tough times for everyone paul but but how's everyone been? how's the family is everyone well is everyone safe
0: yeah yeah so far you know fingers crossed knock on wood but so far, uh, you know, I'm here with Christine and and Ashling. We got the dog, my mom as well. My brothers are both well. My brother John is still working full time. Wow. Because uh, he, he works for the uh, for SEPTA, the, the public transportation. and He works on the on the rails and like down in the subways. So he's been working. My brother's been working from home, and my uh, my mom's been working from home. So everybody's been, you know, bored. Everybody's bored, but everybody's safe.
1: There's a new arrival in the household as well. I just saw off-air there a moment ago, uh, Big Rodney. Tell, tell the guys yeah. about Rodney. I,
0: I, you know, the last few weeks, I've really started to want a dog. And I, you know, I'm, I'm traveling a lot, and I didn't know how I was going to handle it, but I was like, I've got such a good support around me with people that will have him, and my mom, and my brothers, Christine, and everybody. So I was like, I'm not too worried about it. So we went and we just looked at some rescue places around we looked at some. We were, you know, looking at bulldogs and things like that, and it just didn't work out that way. We went to this rescue spot, and this poor guy was sitting there. Some scars on his face, needed a home, and he's massive. I didn't plan on getting a giant, eighty-six pound pit bull, but he's just such a sweetheart. He doesn't realize how big he is, and he just hit me with the sad eyes. Niall, right when we were about <laughs> to walk out, at first I wasn't going to get him because he was too big, and he wasn't being super friendly. He was kind of being skittish and standoffish and i was like well i'm not going to get this guy if he's not you know coming up to me and giving me kisses and then i started thinking Stu's locked in a cage doesn't know what's happening so S- guess,
1: similar but- to you on fight night eh locked locked in a yeah, cage
0: exactly so <laughs> i felt uh, i felt for the man so i i, I scooped him up
1: paul i got to ask obviously you've you've come out and you said a lot of things since we last spoke as well you know you're getting that itch again how is the health how are the injuries how's everything
0: injuries are good, man. As far as anything that's, that came from the fight, that's all cleared up. My, my eye, my orbital bones are all healed up. My calf, obviously a few weeks later was healed up, but, uh, just some, some soreness from getting back into training harder. That's about it. But as far as my desire, man, I did about eight to 10 rounds of hardcore MMA stuff today with one guy. I won't say who, I won't say where, I won't say any of that kind of stuff. It's like little secret meetings because people are, you know, yeah. I don't want to get anybody out it, but, um, i'm working i'm working i think by end of summer i'd be really good to go
1: so you're you're totally excited to get back in there and and throw down again you've dispelled the the retirement talk and obviously you were thinking about that at the time the emotions were high is it very much focused back getting in the octagon now or is it going to take that special moment or fight
0: it's still going to take a good fight i'm not saying it's got to be the number two guy or the number three guy, but it's gotta be somebody in the top 10 around there. That's exciting. You know, something that that I feel like can catapult both of our careers, whoever that that person is too. You know what I mean? If they can jump over me and get ahead, then great. But that's what makes good fights is it's gotta be two guys that are still competitive to get back towards the top of the division. And uh, there's quite a few guys out there, you know, and and with the whole quarantine and travel bans, if the UFC can get going next week, this weekend, then we get the ball rolling. Dana White's get these fight going. We get Fight Island going, which he says is a real thing. Then, then there's a real <laughs> possibility that I truly could skip the line. You know what I mean? This is that crazy shit that I was telling you about. Yeah. Where You never know. Look at Dominic Cruz, who's fighting Henry Cejudo now. now these are opportunities that, that really took place because some guys weren't training. Because guys can't get into the country, it limits the amount of people. But good for him for being ready and taking the opportunity. And I I kind of expect something similar to happen for me where, you know, July, August comes around and they need, you know, big fights on a pay-per-view or potentially a a main event for one of these smaller shows at the Apex. Uh, I would love to headline a show out at the Apex with no crowd as long as it's a great fight. and, And I might be able to skip up into that top five over a lot of guys because, and I'm saying it's kind of cheating, but shit, I don't care. My bank account's not going to know what's cheating and what's not cheating. So if I get a big fight because of this stuff, then that that excites me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, it's very much that case because, you know, if if we look here, I don't think there's going to be any European cards soon. It looks like Dublin's going to be cancelled, which is obviously a big shame for, for us here. Stop. Yeah, oh, don't even speak to me. I think we we did a couple of texts when you know the government here announced it. Yeah.
0: Sent me that stuff. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Even if I wasn't fighting on it, you know, I was going to be working yeah. it. And I was pumped.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, fingers oh. crossed. Something might change between now and then, but it's uh, it's obviously unlikely. But as you said, like a lot of the guys in the lightweight division at the top of the division, you've Connor, you have Habib. They're they're both European. They're both going to be stuck here for the foreseeable future. It's going to be hard to get visas, all that sort of thing you said this leap frogs you so you feel by the next month or two you want to get in there back again and, and, and make that push obviously leapfrogging it guys you could even potentially be looking at it at a fight between one of these two guys at at the top of the division next saturday who knows
3: you
0: who knows who knows that's what's crazy and i'm not saying that it's necessarily how it should go right sorry my I can't figure out what you're doing. <laughs> like, you know and it shouldn't be right like you know Hooker should be fighting Poirier and and -and so-and-so should be fighting so-and-so. But that might just not happen. And I'm not going to say no to a fight just because so-and-so can't get out of a country. I'm going to take that, you know, any of these fights. And there's going to be a loser this Saturday Mm. between Justin and and, uh, and Tony. And one of them is going to need a fight to to jump right back into that spotlight to get a fight. And, you know, that's a fight that we talked about forever ago, right? That it could work out that. You know, I end I end up getting one of these fights between Tony or or Justin, mm. or Dustin. It's like, those are the names I, I want to be getting into the mix with, you know, for sure.
1: I'm, I'm not fat shaming you, Paul, but <laughs> how is the weight at the moment? Because you're a guy, we've often talked about it, you know. <laughs> we've often talked about it. You know, it takes, it's a process for you to get down. The
0: beard is making me look fat. Don't be deceived. <laughs> nah, don't be deceived. It's all beard. There's just skin and bone under there.
1: That, that's what i say mate relaxed relaxed, uh, mu- r- relaxed muscle we call it
0: <laughs> yeah i'm heavy as fuck i'm not gonna lie to you um if they called me and said oh shit uh may 16th we need you to fight at 170 i'd say well that is not even gonna happen at 170 we could fight at middleweight and i can make that happen but um <laughs> as far as the summertime i'm running again it's getting nice here on the east coast uh, i ran yesterday i ran eight miles and it was beautiful out um I've been doing a lot of the the biking and I'm starting to get back into my MMA training. And, uh, you know, I think we're just all going to be limited. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, as far as bike camps, I think we've got to just really try to figure out what can we do. And I'm not really hardcore dieting yet. If I was hardcore dieting, my, my weight with the workload that I'm doing would be significantly low. I just got to get in a calorie deficit, which I'm not really fully doing yet.
1: I, I got to ask you that as well. I am, you know, obviously with the, you know Duke not being around you not being able to travel down there I know you've guys in Philly and stuff have you been doing a lot of working out in your backyard have you been you know as you said you were out with a couple of guys you don't name that's fair enough but you know the day-to-day sort of thing maybe a couple of weeks ago you know what have you been doing just hitting pads out in the back garden what's been that process
0: so a lot of pads uh, and I did do a few backyard sessions, literally where uh, my guy that holds pads, Ryan would come over and uh, we did it and my mom has a big backyard. So we didn't even go in her house, we just went and I knew there was a big open patch of grass that we could hit the pads and it was nice out. Uh, and like I said, when, it, when the weather is nice, I've been going for long, long runs. I took a few weeks off from the long runs because I was destroying my feet running too much. Um, but yeah, long runs pad sessions and intense pad sessions when i get on the pads with 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 my boy i've been going at it and uh yeah some limited mma training with very 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 small groups and by small i mean you know one guy Mm. um but when we get it in we we get it in and we do you know 10 to 12 rounds uh hour hour and a half two hour sessions because i might not get another mma workout for a couple days i've been still getting my lifts in and plenty of cardio but it's not ideal. It's not what I would want for a full training camp. If I was going to book a fight, I'm still going to, to Dukes. And it's very limited there, too. You know, he can't really. Yeah. I mean, he's not open just like anybody. everybody else isn't technically open. But once I'm out there, I can at least find the guys. I'm probably going to be getting some kind of testing done this this coming next weekend. OK, so I don't know where I stand on, on this whole situation, whether it's an antibody test or a, uh, a covid test. I will know. And unfortunately, if if I freaking show up and have it, I'm not working. That'd be a waste of a trip. I'm supposed to be going to Florida and and working. So hopefully I get there, I'm negative, and I know, okay, I just got to stay negative for the rest of my life. You know,
1: it's easy to do. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I got to ask you about that as well. You know, obviously with the fight card happening this weekend, you've mentioned it there, you know, guys not working with their coaches. Cowboy did an interview with ESPN. He said... You know, he thinks a lot of the fights are going to end early. What effect do you feel as a fighter not working with your coach on a day-to-day basis these guys are going to have on Saturday night problems in terms of even longevity, going the distance, implementing that game plan? Is it going to hinder the fights massively?
0: Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. we will see things be a lot different. Um, And I agree with Cowboy there where you, you might see people get slugged out a little bit more because certain people might show up just to make a paycheck. You know what I mean? They might want to just fight. But I don't see that as there's no reason people should just be gassing out because if anything, all these people have been able to do is cardio, right? There's no reason if you're in decent weather, you shouldn't just be running your face off Um, and you can make sure you're in shape. But I think people, you know, are just going to kind of slug it out a little more because, you know, it's like, screw it. I haven't had the craziest camp. I might as well go out there and put on a show. And I hope that's what everybody does, right? Because everybody watching this, this is an opportunity. Nobody has had live sports for months.
1: Yeah. So no. if
0: these people can go out and make a statement, man, people can, the face and the, the, the rankings and, and the stars of the UFC can really change throughout this quarantine in the next month or so.
1: Obviously being close to Cowboy and close to Showtime Pettis, uh, your teammate, split loyalties this weekend for you. Have you spoken to Duke about what he's been able to do with showtime obviously you're in the loop there has it been much work with the the guys or you know what's gone down
0: i yeah i know anthony's getting work in but uh i i don't know exactly with who but i know that him and duke at least i think have been able to get in some work but again i don't really know i know that duke's healthy and well and i've been talking to him at least every every week or so checking in with those guys but I just asked him, I was like, you know, towards the summer, if I have to book a camp, can I still come and live at the fighter house? And he said, yeah. So that's all I know. I know that the house is still there for me. And he basically said, we'll figure out something. And, you know, kind of like what you see a lot of these fighters doing, making sure everybody's safe, maybe get it to, even, I'll even pay for the antibody tests for people that yeah. I know that I'll be training with come fight time so that we can stay in a small group, even if it's out in, in, uh, in Milwaukee where, I, even if I have to bring a few guys to live at that fighter house with me and and just keep it keep it small but just get the work in where you can
1: how do you feel Paul about the whole situation obviously you know this card was you know fell off a number of weeks ago how do you feel as a fighter and as you know a commentator a guy that's going to have to go to these events obviously the government have, have more or less cleared it now in Florida um, we saw today that martin raymondi put out a report in espn that the ufc are going to have COVID testing for the fighters you mentioned that as well so that seems to be a line are, are you comfortable now you know going to these events traveling to these events
0: Am, I, I mean i'm nervous of course just like uh anybody's got to travel through this um it, it's going to be a little nervous I haven't been to an airport uh <laughs> since vegas since the last pay-per-view that i worked and uh that was kind of right as it started to become a thing, you know, you started really hearing about it swarming through the U S but it still wasn't like, ah, we're not going to, we're not going to have to shut down. Like that's ridiculous. And now it's, you know, it's been what, six weeks, seven weeks that we've been shut down here, I think. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nervous, but also I know I'm nervous for the test because it's miserable, but I'm also really excited to, to know that I don't have this goddamn thing, you know, or yeah, know course. that I do have it and I'm asymptomatic and they got to shut my ass down for 14 days, which really sucks. Because if I go out there and I test positive, they're going to lock me up in my hotel room for 14 days.
1: Yeah, man, I, I heard as they can't you s-
0: send me back to the airport, right? I mean, yeah. got, I've got to quarantine myself there. I means it's 14 days. I'm going to not be home with my family. either. So
1: well, well, that's a regular that's a regular occurrence when you go to events anyway, Paul, So you might as well get used to it. You, you never get straight back home. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no.
0: yeah. Now, now I might have to quarantine when I get back. Just live in my <laughs> room. Christ. Have 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 people drop you know Christine and everybody in Ashley drop food outside of my room.
1: I got to ask you before we we wrap up. I do appreciate the time, man. Uh, I, I noticed you were on. Um, I think UFC on Filter with, with Matt Sarah, and I actually texted you the other day, and um, I'm not sure. I think it's Tom Norton that is is the co-host. But basically, yeah. you know, there's obviously been that talk of you and Al. You've mentioned it before. There's always been beef. You're supposed to fight before. Uh, what was that dynamic like being on with, with Matt Sarah? Obviously, him being you know Al's Al's coach.
0: Oh well, Norton. I know he's. I think he's just messing with Matt because he knows he's his coach. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get him uncomfortable. But uh, I've talked to Sarah about it so many times, man. He really genuinely does seem to like me as a person, and and it's mutual. I, I think he's a great guy and a great coach. And I've seen Al um, at at other fights, and me and him haven't said a, a bad word to to each other. You know what I mean? I think we, I think there's a lot of respect there. I think we're very much cut from the same cloth, and that we're just we're tough guys. We're we, we're not always, you know, we don't always come out on top. But when we're in there, you you know, you've been in there with the two of us, and uh, on any given day, we can be the best guy in that division. It's just. Uh, but yeah, if, if that's who I gotta slug it out with, i he's I've told you he's a guy I would definitely fight. I, yeah. I like that fight. Um, Tony, Dustin, Justin, Hooker, Khabib, uh, and Connor. That's about it.
1: Fair enough. I think we watch any of them. Couple more before I let you go, Paul. Obviously, you're working from at home this weekend. I can see the ESPN, you know, symbols and, and logos in the background. H- how different is that now working from at home? I know there's a camera set up ready for you to go. It's going to be a totally different dynamic. Does that intimidate you? H- how do you feel about working from at home? Because obviously, uh, you know, I know uh, <laughs> internet can can obviously be an absolute nightmare at times.
0: Yeah, of course. We're going to find out I've done enough zoom interviews and things (laughs) like that from inside of this house already, like without all the actual setup and things have gone. Okay. So I'm hoping my internet holds up and I've got my lighting rigs over here. I've got my tripods and they sent me an iPad with a a zoom lens and we just set it all up. And then tomorrow we're going to, they're sending me a, um, like a dome for the lights to spread out more evenly. I got my suits up here on the bed, ready to go get dry cleaned, and uh, I, I'm I'm interested. You know, it's you know the only thing tough for me is at least when I'm working the show at the show, you're at work, you show up, you put your suit on, you get a little powder, you're ready to go. This is gonna be in my own living room. There's beer down in my fridge. There's 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 tequila down <laughs> in between shows. I get to go and watch the main card. I'm gonna want to go have a cocktail, and I can't do that. You know, I've got to stay clean and sober. So. <laughs> That's the only thing that's like, man, that's, I'm definitely going to have some pizza downstairs ready to go in between fights so I can have some pizza, watch the fights, and then just stay in my suit and jump on camera when I need to.
1: It's a phenomenal fight card. I know you're not allowed to give fight picks, but you know what fight stands out for you? Is it? Is well, it just I am the, doing fight picks for this Oh, one. you are? Okay, you're allowed to do fight picks for this one. Okay, right. I am doing we'll it. We'll have, have we'll, yeah, sh- we'll have a quick shot of the co-main and main. Dominic coming back, he's the king of, you know, he's dispelled any sort of Talker, myth that that is ring rust. Obviously, with that performance against TJ Dillashaw when he came back after two, three years out to win the title, has he enough to come back again and take the title from Henry Sejedo
0: I'm calling it now. I'm calling the upset, and I think Dominic Cruz is going to walk out of the champ.
1: I agree with you. Is that just because I, he's a colleague yours on the on the, on the it's desk?
0: Not. It's a, it's really not because me and John Anik have talked a lot about it and, and in private too. I just think he's just awkward enough. I think he's big. He's strong. He seems to be in really good shape. I'm watching this guy train. He's doing this swim stuff. Dom's one of those guys, man. He really
1: never stops. He's
0: another guy similar to Tony Ferguson, where I feel like they would thrive in this situation purely because of their mental side of things. He's not going to let this quarantine and having one training partner, but he's going to do pool. He's going to do sprints. He's going to make sure his cardio is on point and it seems to have enough training partners and coaches working with them where i don't think he's missed all that much of a beat and i know he's been healthy enough for a long enough time where he's been really focusing on getting in shape since we worked together forever ago i can remember yeah. talking him about it
1: uh, man i can't wait for that fight i'm absolutely just so excited about seeing dominic cruz back in there one of, one of the all-time greats in my opinion in the, in the bantamweight division 100 i've got to ask you you know, and I think this is, you know, I don't like saying this. I, You know, I never like saying, you know, I favor a fighter. I want a fighter to win. But I think it will be a crying shame if Tony Ferguson lost his fight because it sort of dispels any sort of wishes or future potential meeting with Habib down the, line. the fight I think the MMA world has wanted to see. But I feel this is one of those sort of scenarios, the story with him cutting weight a couple of weeks ago with that. I just think Justin Gaethje might do something here. Maybe... You know, might be able to get in the pocket and and land something against Tony. What's your feeling with this fight? It's a big, big risk, and there's not a lot of reward here for Tony Ferguson.
0: Yeah, I think it is a big risk, but I think there's plenty of reward for you going in there with the circumstances that Tony is under and performing and beating a guy uh, the caliber of, of Gaethje. If you go in there and you beat him, that, then the only problem with that is okay. Then the next fight is obviously got to be Khabib again, and we've just had this COVID nineteen stuff happen because of that fight. What, what's going to be next if they get scheduled to fight again? The world's going to explode. <laughs> so for the sake of the <laughs> human start. race, I hope that you know maybe that fight shouldn't happen. But I, I think I like both those guys, man. But I I just like Justin's power and the way he gets inside yeah. and throws those hooks. I like the way he chops the legs. I like his toughness. I like his wrestling defense. And he's got wrestling offense. He just doesn't give a shit to show it. It's uh, very true. I really feel like if he wanted to take any opponent he's had yet so far to the ground and ground and pound them, he could have. He's just like, nah. So I, I see an upset. I, I don't know who's the favorite in that. Was Tony the T- favorite? Tony's slight not...
1: favorite, yeah.
0: Slight favorite, yeah. I. Uh...
1: Paul, one I'm,
0: more. I'm on the fence with this one, but I'm picking Gaethje.
1: Okay, one more for you on that the weight cut that Tony proceeded to go ahead and do, regardless that he had no opponent three weeks ago. How much will that play into effect come come Saturday night? Will that hinder hinder Tony coming into this fight week?
0: Mm, I don't think so because I don't know how much Tony. Uh, I know he's. I know he posted that he was still the night before. I think he was still, Once,
1: eight pounds, ten pounds yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, eight, seven, eight. I think it was that's
0: that's standard man that you know I wake up and and do that on 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 the weigh-in day if it's a late weigh-in if it's an early weigh-in I'm doing most of that the night before but that's he could have bounced back from that pretty pretty that day you know he's uh he's a pretty skinny guy I I don't think there's some people out there that if they told me they were cutting the weight anyway I'd be like you're an idiot because you're gonna (laughs) really really damage yourself you know I've mentioned it in one of my other interviews. Maybe maybe me and John did the uh, Instagram live that, you know, for me, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I had people coming at me calling me mentally weak and all that. I'm like, you idiots. It has nothing to do with being mentally weak. It has to do with 25 pounds or so that it would be for me versus, you know, maybe seven to eight for somebody else. It's like, I'm not doing that. It's not, you know, not because I'm not mentally tough. It's just, I'm not going to wreck my body to to do it all over again in three weeks. That's just
1: it's tony ferguson man we'll, we'll let him away with it, it and
0: that's him right and yeah that works for him and I, I see what he's doing and he's trying to get in exactly. his head and i respect it but i'm just saying it can't be done by everybody yeah. so you got to consider how much weight is being cut
1: I thoroughly agree we, we know what the mma fans are but like hey, he's sometimes a, he's
0: a g man like I, I can't say it enough i have nothing yeah. against tony ferguson i think he's a savage
1: He's an absolute savage, and listen, I can't wait for that fight. Paul, I'm looking forward to seeing you get back in there as well. And listen, say hello to all your family, and everyone stay safe there in Philadelphia, Paul. I do appreciate the time, my man. And listen, hopefully we'll have that pint in September. I know it's unlikely. How are
0: you doing without proper pints right now? Is this driving you crazy Paul, or what?
1: I'll tell you what, and a lot of people don't believe me, I've never drank as little in my life, because I am a pub pint man. I'm not a can yeah, pint want, man.
0: You want a real... Real games. Yeah. The most
1: amount of, of drink alcohol I've had in one evening and one sitting is four small cans. You know, we know we've the big cans here. I'm talking like the, the Coca-Cola sized cans. Four of oh, them. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't drank in two weeks. And that's me. I'm a, I'm a changed man. I'm not eating I haven't eaten red meat in two months either. All right, look at you. Changed man, Paul. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But I, I tell you what, i murdered, absolutely murder a coles. Extra cold point of Guinness straight from the top.
0: Oh, I would right now, too. I'm but, actually kind of thirsty, and that sounds...
1: Listen, man, it, right. it's going to be a while before we get it back. It's going to be... They're talking sucks, about man. September, October, before the pubs open. They'll be the last open, so I'm struggling. But listen, listen, as long as we're all safe, I don't give a shit. That's the main thing, you know?
0: Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, you know, man, whether it's a six months, three months, a year from now... Everybody is going to appreciate things just Definitely. so much more, right? Imagine when you're finally cleared and you're with your boys and you get that oh, point, It's going to be it's going to be something special.
1: I've been saying that for a while and, you know, we've been saying it on the show quite a lot that once this ends, you're going to appreciate things a lot more and you're going to have the best piss up of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, any message before the fans as you said there in terms of COVID-19 anything they should do before we before we let you go?
0: Yeah, just, you know, everybody, God, please do your best, stay safe, stay in here, and, uh, you know, stay clean, stay hand-washed, and uh, for the fighters out there, man, just keep working that freaking cardio, and fighters fight. If the UFC calls you and you want this opportunity, stay safe, take it. And uh, to all the fans, man, we we are underway. I'm getting all the emails. I am set up. This shit is happening the UFC, and Dana White, we are going to be the first sports back on TV and people are going to have something to watch. And I'm willing to 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 fly to Florida to do it. So, tune in, buy that pay-per-view, let's go, let's get this world back in order.
1: I agree. Paul, always a pleasure to speak to you. I do appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks, brother. Big thanks to Paul for stopping by. He was busy there um, earlier on. I was catching up with him. Uh, ESPN was setting up in his, uh, his living room, but fair play to Paul for coming on.
3: But, um, Right, let's have a look at the information. There's a great article on ESPN Monday morning from the great Mark Raymondi. A lot of information in here um, about the testing. Well, more information than I've seen um, anywhere else. most uh, Here's uh, just quoting the article now. It is called, let me tell you, Inside the Challenges of Holding a Major Sporting Event During the Coronavirus Pandemic, and it's a very thorough, thorough piece yes. uh, Raimondi's put out here. Um, let me just find the parts that we're looking for. Um, there will be several restrictions yep. uh, and a whole new set of protocols in Jacksonville. An email sent to teams last week. The UFC cautioned that things will be different from our typical fight week. Shocker. Most fighters will arrive by playing Tuesday or Wednesday, except for those who live close enough to drive. Normally, fighters arrive Tuesday and have media obligations from then until Thursday evening. That won't be the case this week. Um, when fighters and their corner people get to the hotel, they will go through mandatory medical screening and tests, according to the UFC's email. Most teams expect the fighters and corners to be tested for COVID-19, as indicated in the email the UFC Performance Institute sent to the athletes. Sources confirmed to ESPN that the USC will administer both the diagnostic swab coronavirus test as well as the antibody test. Um, once the fighters and corner people go through the medical checkpoint, they will meet with UFC staff members who will inform them of procedures for the rest of the week. The fighters and corners will be given credentials to be worn at all times in the hotel. Sources said they will be <clears throat> Excuse me. Sources said they will be asked to not mingle in large groups and try to self-isolate within reason until their COVID-19 test results come back. Um, per the email, every day a fighter and team member is on a hotel property. He or she will be required to return for additional medical screening. That will include temperature checks and questions about potential coronavirus symptoms, mm. sources said. The host hotel is no longer taking reservations for the week. Teams have been told they will be given individual workout rooms in which to train and cut weight during the week. Per the email, the rooms will be equipped with mats, mat sanitizer, and a personal sauna to assist in weight cutting. The hotel's room service will be open 24 hours, and there is a market on site, the email said. Um, trifecta, the UFC's meal sponsor, will provide food for the athletes who want it. Meals will be dropped in front of Friday's hotel door, hotel room doors at scheduled times. Um, the UFC Performance Institute will have staff on site to help with nutrition, weight cuts, and physical therapy. The physical therapy will be available for performance-related manners and only for fighters on the card per the UFC email. Thorne, the UFC's third-party supplement company, will have products on hand as well. Uh, at the hotel, according to the UFC email. Housekeepers will be equipped with hospital-grade sanitizers and personal protective equipment. Official weigh-ins take place Friday morning, as usual. Uh, but UFC has told... Um, fighters might have scheduled times to hit the scale to limit the number of people in the room at the same time and um, having scheduled times for weigh was the plan for the cancelled tachi show too so um yes that is a lot more information than we got from dana white in that kevin yeah. ioli interview it's fair to say no
1: yeah i think he's he's clearly obviously just been working on the finer details right up until um this week it seems you know i think obviously What i saint. saying uh, you know, it, it probably would have made more sense if they came in and got the testing maybe, you know, this, you know, earlier on this week um, instead of waiting until fight week because realistically in this situation we could have some guys testing positive um, you know, if they're if they're coming in and we don't know what they've been doing or who they've been in contact with so that's going to be the interesting thing for me and it it is good, obviously, that they have um, testing in place once the athletes arrive but I'm just surprised it wasn't done a little bit sooner um, on uh, the UFC's part, but obviously a very costly process renting out a hotel and 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 the testing. But uh, athlete safety first, PC.
3: And it seems like the UFC will be the first sport back. Uh, we feared uh, the Taino White wouldn't get his <laughs> um that uh, extra feather in his cap because the German Bundesliga was due to return on May ninth. The uh, the soccer league there, um, but that's been nixed by the government now. Um, it turns out that. In their screening, uh, 10 people between the Bundesliga and the second division in, in the German league mm. were found to have um, tested positive, 10 people. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess the fact that these tests have yeah. come back like this probably didn't want to rush into anything. Is that what you're kind of saying you know maybe we should have done the tests earlier in case everyone's yeah. popping up on the island and they find out then and it's already too late if they're all together right
1: yeah i think that's that's going to be the major problem you know you could you could have someone literally pass it on within a in a day and it mightn't show up uh, just things like that um it's good that they have it obviously in place but you know you're looking i think two players from fc cologne at the weekend were tested positive for um, coronavirus which cologne are obviously a bundesliga club and if that's going ahead this weekend um you know they're obviously going to have problems. But I know the German clubs have been testing quite rigorously. But still, at the end of the day, it's coming down to the government there. Uh, the German uh, Prime Minister, Angela Merkel, is meeting with the Bundesliga on, I think, the sixth of this month. So that's, what, two days' time. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what they do. The clubs want to get back. The fans don't want to. It's going to be behind, more or less behind closed doors. And I think 322 people are going to be allowed in attendance. But, yeah, you know, I think the reason why I'm okay With the UFC in Florida, to a certain extent, is because of the government actually going ahead and and they see these um, protocols are in place. So there's a little bit of a difference there, I think. But uh, I think it's only a matter of time before other sporting um, organizations like the Bundesliga are back because, you know, all the clubs are calling for it to come back. I think the Premier League's a a different set of circumstances. um, But I think they're just all sort of waiting on, on government clearance, really.
3: Yeah, uh, you mentioned it there. It's something I wanted to bring up. The fans being up in arms about this. I heard this, uh, Ken Early speaking about Mm. this on Second Captains last week. Very, very different um, situations, I feel, with the the soccer, even covering soccer and uh, the fandom of soccer. um, The amount of information the lads had um, that was available to the media about the Bundesliga coming back. Like, I mean rigorous rigorous like uh, detail in terms of how the training sessions will go um how the, how the how, how the athletes will shower after training yeah. um, <laughs> unbelievable amount of detail and of course then the fans being up in arms not wanting uh, the sport to return even though of course they uh, probably miss it a lot very different than the situation with MMA right i mean it just kind of a kind of Shows yeah. me the glaring difference between mainstream sport and, and
1: uh, MMA. I think I think the difference with with the Bundesliga and, and soccer in Germany is you know um, the fans. I think bar two of the Bundesliga clubs own the own the football clubs. I think it's if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Bayer Leverkusen and, and Wolfsburg are the only two clubs that are owned um, by corporations, and, and they're not very well liked in, in the German league. So I think the fans have more of a, a connection with the players and the club, and they're often invited into to 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 see how things are done with the ticketing and the prices all this kind of thing it's very different to the premier league and other sort of organisations around the world so that's possibly why um i think they've more of uh, you know they they don't want to see their players damaged they don't want to see negative things happen to their club and it's it's a very very sort of different environment in terms of fans than any sort of other fans around the world it's 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 a little bit like spain but probably a more hardcore elements but it's a family sort of event you see a lot of families going to games in germany um but yeah, it, it's very different. Obviously, the UFC's a, a multi billion dollar corporation and Dana doesn't want to give anything away. And yeah, like he should have been more transparent to respect of the fighters for the fighters' safety, to let them make decisions. We saw Amanda Nunes pull out. And to be honest to Petey, I wouldn't be surprised if a few guys, you know, get to the hotel this week and go, shit, man, I, I don't know. Do, do I like what's going on here? I, I'm not too comfortable with it and end up pulling out. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
3: That that would be yeah, that would be crazy, right? Um I guess. I, I, it's just funny to me, like, when I hear that the fans are up in arms about them coming yeah. back, and then I'm on Twitter looking at these fans, anytime anyone kind of um, expresses any concern about it, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, this is fucking cage fighting, man. It doesn't make uh, a difference. F- you wouldn't watch it if you cared about the fighters' well-being, man. It's yeah. fucking cage fight,
1: dude. Yeah. Fuck no, off. Like, yeah, there's a, I mean, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of plonkers talking shite, you know. If the government are giving it the green light, that's basically what you base it on in my opinion and the government are giving the green light in Florida you know Mr DeSantis is, is happy with it um, Saint De Sanctus. yeah it, it looks from what we have in, in terms of information um, you know Mark's pieces you've referenced there um, what the ringside physicians have said it, it does seem to be in a better place I think they're happy with the procedures the UFC have taken so as long as the government are okay with it uh, I'm okay with it to be honest with you uh, more so than I'm not okay with it. It's very very tough uh, as we've talked about earlier on. But there's two very different terms. Um, I think it's very hard to compare the Bundesliga with uh, with the UFC in terms of fans wanting it back. And oh, it, it is. It, it's very very different set, <laughs> set of fans, as we well know. And you know, I think the fans in Germany have more of a vested interest, as I said, in the clubs and things like that than than the fans do within the Ultimate Fighting Championships.
3: I think they should open the whole thing to like that Team America music, <laughs> America, fuck oh, be yeah! Funny, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is a motherfucking day, uh, man. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, but like, listen, at the end of the fucking day, it's going ahead now, and. You know, you see, you know, even here in Ireland, man, you know, the, the it's very divided. It's just very strange feelings. <laughs> we we had the GAA guys going on and, and talking about we want Gaelic football back here, and then you know it gives something people to look forward to. Obviously, play it behind closed doors. Then you other guys. No, we shouldn't play it. Uh, we 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 you know, it's it's totally unsafe. All these, but at least the UFC, we have to give them credit for that. They've they've come out with this today to Mark Raimondi and, and told us that there is going to be testing in place and listen if it's in structure I don't think they good. told
3: him that but well, that seems like he did a lot of reporting yeah. like investigative yeah, well, yeah. reporting to get that information. Yeah
1: and Mark listen Mark's you know very credible guy and, and most of the information Brilliant. Mark yeah. ever puts out is excellent so um, I go along with, with with what Mark's putting out and I'm sure Dana will definitely have something to say about that this week um, blowing his own trumpet that he's put every procedure in place to make it really safe for the fighters so I'm sure we'll hear a lot more of that now. uh, Maybe even this evening if he he comes out and says something.
3: Fuck yeah! Uh let's get on with our uh, (laughs) second interview of the day. We spoke to his brother last week, uh, Mr. Leon Edwards, and this week we're speaking to Fabian Edwards, a man who had mapped out a 2020 that would see him contend the u the excuse me the Bellator (laughs) title.
1: Jesus, Um,
3: very. Very interesting. to pick his mind um, on different things, including how he could possibly be a heavyweight by the next time we see him fighting. A lot of but, fighters. Um, uh, great to speak to Fabian, as always. Uh, one of your favorites, of course. So uh, we'll speak to Fabian. We'll be back in about 15 minutes um, for more fantastic conversational topics. He's back, one of the most hyped prospects in European MMA, and with a man who has his his eyes on the world scene when all this stuff uh, gets back to normal over coronavirus. Mr. Fabian Edwards, um, who was due to take on Kostlov and Steenis in London. Uh, Fabian, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. How are you doing
3: yourself? Good, yeah, just really bored, to be honest. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) missing the fights, uh, like everybody else, I guess. Um, How are you?
2: I'm doing great, to be honest. I'm, like, like I've said. I put up a post the other day. I said training camp is like um isolation is like training camp. You know, so it's nothing new to me, to be honest. I'm enjoying it.
3: It's um it's interesting, right? Because that Koslo van Steeners fight is one we've been talking about for a long time. You said that yeah. would have kind of, that would have finished off the European kind of uh, contenders and you wanted to go on to the world seeing them. Is that still the yeah. fight you think Bellator want to make before they want to put you into that championship mix?
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely the, um, the fight that Bellator is going to take. You know, um, he called, he called for it, I called for it. So, it's a fight that the fans, the fans, when that was announced, the fans was happy as well. So, that's definitely a fight that I'll be um, protesting to make happen after the lockdown. Are you impressed with that guy? Um, not really. Not really, but Bellator seems, seems to be. So, because they seem to be... I need to go in there and show him that. Nah, he's not on the levels. So,
3: yeah, that's 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 it. To be honest, I um I can rem- like obviously that was booked for that sixteenth of May card, but there was there was a few whispers I was getting uh, before it was announced that they were looking at Amsterdam for that card. Was that ever something you heard about? Like, I mean, you and Koslo t- uh, fighting in Amsterdam was that ever a possibility?
2: Yeah, that that was um that was mentioned. That was mentioned. Um, I think it was that and, and somewhere else as well. Meekass was uh, mentioned. But um, obviously they decided to go back to London. I got some good memories in London, so
3: yeah. Is it is is that still like? I mean, I was there in London when you took on Mike Shipman, and the energy. Uh, we, between you guys and London Shoot was huge obviously it nearly came to blows at the weigh-in and stuff and that went yeah. crazy um, and just the atmosphere in the arena when you guys were fighting was insane there was shit going on all over the place um, yeah, yeah, is yeah.
2: that is that still there like is that still a beef like with you guys and London Shoot do you feel oh yeah 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 yeah. it's not it's, it's not like for for, the, for, for for the gimmick I don't like the kid I mean I'm normally when I fight someone afterwards if I see them i uh, I shake the hands after the fight or like give it like try like well no no there's nothing like nothing like that with me and him. i don't like the kid He got a face that i want to punch every time i see it so <laughs> I, just, I just don't like him at all so yeah still still that feud
3: i can remember i asked you like i was nearly straight after it um and i went crazy on mma fighting at the time when you when i, I was kind of saying what about you and mvp because there was this little face-off you guys had um, just after that weigh-in, and I know your manager Kay was involved in stuff. Is that is yeah. that a fight that would ever appeal to you? It's just such a big name an MVP. I know he competes at welterweight, but if he was willing to come up, do you think that would be a good fight for you? I feel like
2: like I was I was saying to um, the guys not, not not long ago. I feel like I've got the style to to beat him. Not not in way not in the way of Lima because. The Lima fight, I don't want to look at that fight and think Yeah the knockout was good, but the um but he never technically took him out, you know, like he was a stupid get up from Mvp. Mm. Yeah he was, was a good time It was a good timing low kick but the, the get up was silly but I feel I feel like me and him matches up well. You know, um I don't just go charging into shots so he wouldn't be able to counter me as well as he countered other people. So that's definitely a fight that I'd be interested in. You better to us to
3: make that. Would you be able to go below middleweight? Like you're such a big stop dude. Your...
2: <laughs> Let me stop you there. <laughs> don't, even, don't, don't even finish the question. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> well, what's the weight like up. at the moment? Because I heard you talking about like heavyweight and stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention it now. I'm about to fuck it. I'm the heaviest I've ever been to, to be honest. But it's weird because... It's the fittest I've ever been as well. Wow. I've, I've, I've been running three miles in like 21 minutes, something. I've never done that in camp before. Well. Wow. So it's a weird it's a weird one. I'm carrying I'm carrying a lot of weight, but I'm running faster. I'm lifting heavier and like things are good. So it's a, it's a bit weird. So yeah, that's going up. I I I definitely, I definitely got interest in going up. Do you have your eyes on anyone when you
3: consider going up? Like, I mean, is there is there more is there an appeal match matchup there for you, or is it just the situation you're in at the moment has you feeling like that?
2: Um, just the situation I'm in, you know. i will I train with light heavyweights. Um, when I fought Chadwick, he was he was practically he came. And, <laughs> you know what I mean, he was fucking basically a light heavyweight, anyways. So I wanted for a light heavyweight. Um, I, tr- I train with some big guys, tall guys, and. I handled myself well, you know, so that's definitely, that's definitely a possibility for me after I captured the, um, the middleweight title.
3: I mean, is, is obviously the middleweight title, there was a fight book there as well, that was Lima v Musasi. What did you think of that fight? Did, is, that, is, that a, is that a statement to where the middleweight division is here, the crying out for contenders, do you feel? Or, or do you feel like Lima and Musasi is just a great super fight to make at any stage? Yeah, I
2: feel like it's a great fight to make, you know, um... Me personally, I, I disagree with with Lima getting the title shot. I feel like, I feel like they should have started a tournament. You know, um, they should have start started a tournament and, and stick Lima in it. If he wants to compete as a middleweight and fight for the world title, should stick him in there with a few other middleweights and see and see, and see how he matches up. You know, so I think that would have been the best for the division. To be honest, to wipe out all the comp competition and get like a a good champion. We've seen it in the
3: UFC before when, when guys win multiple belts, it kind of holds up a division. Is that your fear here? That, like, you, I mean, you were, you feel like you're, you're just on the verge of breaking into that total mix? And if Lima is the welterweight and the middleweight champion, that could delay the process, right?
2: Yeah, no, it definitely could. It definitely could, you know. Um, and who knows if he's just looking to capture the title and then give it up, or if he's, if he's looking to capture it and, and, like, defend it? You know, we don't, we don't know what his plans are. But it's um it's a matchup that he can win. It's not it's not a tough match it not be like a super tough matchup for him. You know, um is not like a, a massive middleweight, so strength wise, I don't think would be a, a lot of um difference between between the both of them when it matches up in strength.
3: Who do do you, do you do you have a do you favor anyone there? Like when you look at the, the contest, do you think there's a like
2: a, a clear winner there or how do you feel? Uh, I don't think there's a clear winner. I think it's um I think it'd be an even fight if I'm honest. You know, um, they both they both like very flat-footed. Um, me. Um, they, they got clean technique, but I don't see anyone like having uh, the better of anyone in in any department. I think, I think it'll be a five-round. I think it'll be a five-round fight if it happens.
3: Wow, well, it's it's. Interesting, right? Because I can remember I spoke to you about the title mix before and you were like, yeah, I definitely, I I feel like I will be a world champion, but I want to get the right money when I do fight for that title. Is that still how you see it? And are you on the contract right now that you'd be happy to fight for a world title on? I'm on the contract now that I'm happy to fight
2: all the um, opponents that I'm going to be fighting now the likes of like Costello, because obviously, like I said, Bellator holds him um, at a high level, God. um, and likes like Musashi, so the contract I'm on, I'm like, I'm happy to fight these guys on that contract, and if I'm, if I'm gonna fight for a world title, I'm happy for them to chuck an extra, extra quid on top, you know what I mean? <laughs> is, is that how it, this usually
3: works, yeah, that's few you, extra, um, K put on top of it, just for the title shot, is that how you expect it to work?
2: Uh, that's how it should work, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how it should work, and, so... <laughs> If Bellator is listening, they better have that ready for me. When it's when it's title time, they better have that
3: ready, you know? Scott Coker is definitely listening. He's a huge fan of the show, of course. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted to ask you uh, about this whole uh, your, the episode with your brother and UFC London. Like we, we felt like he was very hard done by the fact he even had to come out and make a statement. Days later, they cancelled the event. Tyron Woodley now in uh, talking about every other fighter in the division. How do you feel about this? I mean, it must have must have annoyed you to see this kind of like this felt like the one yeah. that was going to put your bro over. Uh, everyone in Europe was really excited about it. I mean, he went yeah. from being booed on the way out to fight Gunnar Nelson to being a real kind of national hero in the lead up to this London fight. And then of course it doesn't happen. It's it, it's terrible for the UK fans and and, and the yeah. European fans in general, but how how do you feel about the situation? Like um it's a
2: shit it's a shitty situation um I was. Well, it's one of those ones where it was taken out, like out out of my brother's hand, so he couldn't really dwell on it that much. But now, the fact now that um, Woodley is trying his best not to not to make the fight happen again, it just that that to me just speaks. Um, that that to me just speaks. You know what I mean? Like it just shows that he doesn't really want want the fight. You know. Um, I, I don't know if the U.S. will make it. All oh, can do hope that they make that fight again, or give him another big fight in like in the lights of like Kobe or somebody. Hey, come on! got the the kids (laughs) (laughs) yes
3: yeah it's um it's tough it it feels like the whole fact that you guys are in the uk you can't get to the us that seems to be a big issue at the moment right with the ufc doing everything um in florida at the moment and then moving to fight island i guess the hope is that the international fighters will be able to go to
2: fight island who would you like to see him fight if it's not Tyron? um like i said the likes of um a colby you know what i mean um Kobe, even though a though big fight I would get my brother where he needs to get to, which is that title shot. Um, who else? I can't really think of. No one else. But otherwise, you don't be fighting for the sake of just fighting when, when you're only one fight away from a title shot.
3: Yeah, it's true. It's a very, very delicate situation, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I also yeah. wanted to ask you about Leon, Darren Till and uh, Jimmy Manoa coming out and, and kind of, it seems like they're they're beginning the process of, of trying to speak to politicians about knife crime in their respective areas. Uh, Birmingham, of course, where you guys are from, uh, Till yeah. in Liverpool, and then Jimmy in London. Um, is this something you're going to look to help out with uh, if you can, Fabian? And is this something that's close to home for you guys?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely close to home. Um, Unfortunately, like some, a kid lost his life last week. Mm. And there with a, a few more stabbings, you know, um and the video was just going around on, on social media. I've, I've got friends that work with um they work in school with, with clubs or, or or like these youth groups. So them the re- I reached out to them, they reached out to me. And um we just said after the lockdown, we're all gonna get we gonna get we're all gonna get together and just try to see what we can do. Of the platform that we've got, to try to see like what awareness we can like we can bring to the table and what we can do. So after this is finished it's definitely something me and my brother and other people are looking to um, getting involved in
3: is it your goal to kind of just you know Leon spoke about it last week on the show he was saying you know we found our different path we found a way out of this and we want to yeah. show people that they can find a path out as well is, is that what you guys are hoping to become ambassadors for
2: yeah that basically that's that's what it is you know um, there's, no, there's no one better to listen to than than someone that's like I've like, like been through it you mm-hmm. know so it's um we've been through it. we we've came out the other side. We find that we find what we're passionate about. It's not necessarily oh uh, you have to escape that life and, and start fighting. It's just whatever you feel like you're passionate about. Or if someone ain't passionate about someone, something trying to trying to let them find what they're passionate about, you know what I mean? So you can invest the time into into that rather than into the streets.
3: Absolutely man. Absolutely. Um when when do you expect to get back to action? Is that I know that's a horrible question to ask you at as the moment. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard any whispers? Has anyone um, been in <sighs> touch? Have Bellator given you any hints? Um
2: I think it's I think I had a word and they were saying um Uf, obviously UFC is starting to de- close de- close those events now. Mm. I think Bellito's gonna try to start well that's in the US around um July or so. Whereas in the UK we, we don't really know in the UK yet because we can't have, we can't have a gathering more than ten we can't have a gathering of no one at the moment so <laughs> so we can't, it's so rough we can't really, it's, it's rough for us over here so we can't really do for call but I feel like we don't really know as soon as the the bands are lifted and stuff like that then they'll probably be looking to um to make shows but I heard September that's what I heard the latest September so. Yeah, that's anything before that, I'd be happy with.
3: You'd be ready to call out Ryan Bader by September, but it sounds a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, I'll
2: be fucking huge by then. <laughs> fuck light, I mean, I have I in the heavyweight. Fuck light, heavyweight. <laughs> see it. <laughs>
3: Now, what, has there been any uh, food that you've particularly um, been craving since this ha- happened? Like, I'm eating pizza to beat the band to put on about three stone. Is there anything that you've been uh, getting stuck into while you know you don't have any fights lined up? No, nah, so I mean, for me personally,
2: it's not, it's not the food, like, it's not the meal. it's the um, snacks, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a snacker, so I snack on the sweets and the chocolate and the cake. I just snack, you know what I mean. I eat, I eat good. I, I don't, I don't even really eat that bad. I, I just I just eat a lot of um sweets. So, well I, I, I rang my um nutritionist today and I was like, mate, I was like, mate, I need help. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I'm like, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> the weight's too much. I've got a dad bod now. <laughs> Fuck it, you need to talk me out. And he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean, so he's sending he's sending me a plan over later on, and um, I, I hope to get back down to be a fucking middleweight. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We had a big Fingers- future at middleweight before this shit started, Fabian. <laughs> <baby. laughs> uh, I refuse to be ruined by Corona. I refuse to be ruined.
3: Right, man. That's great speaking to you. Um I, I can't wait to see you back in there. And thanks so much for joining us, especially on a bank holiday, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no,
2: thank you. Thank you. For-
3: All the best, thanks man. For- Stay safe. Thank you so much to Fabian Edwards. Uh we look forward to see him back in action. And listen. I'd watch the shit out of that man, the MVP. I would watch yeah, the shit out of it. I doubt MVP wants to move up to middleweight to to face him, but my God, that would be a hell of a compelling fight for uh, Mr. Venom Page.
1: Yeah, and another test. He needs tests. He's only had one in his career, so um, let's, let's be honest, man. Uh, I don't think Michael can go back to fighting journeymen effectively um, anymore. I think he has to go with the best brass they have in uh, in Bellator and that is obviously Fabian Edwards is right up there and who wouldn't watch that fight whenever Bellator get back and it's, it's going to be a while and interesting as well <laughs> Bellator putting on uh, did you see that they're they're put airing some old shows um on Saturday night yeah on Sky Sports yeah same time as the UFC. Going
3: head to head with the the only live sport in the world, yeah. <laughs> which is the UFC. Yeah. That should be an interesting one.
1: Questionable again from, from Bellator and their their TV strategy. It's just absolutely bizarre, man. I, I don't think they'll ever learn at this this rate. We've been we've been talking about this for two, well, imagine, two odd years. I'd imagine that was Sky Sports.
3: And um I think like to be honest, I think it's a positive thing that Sky Sports seem to be making a show out of it. Like at least they're doing a kind of a you know, remember yeah. um <laughs> whatever it was, UFC Reloaded used to be on one of the the, the shows somewhere. I can't remember who it—Bravo or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I remember. Um, so it's good. I mean, it's I don't no I don't think many MMA fans are going to be watching exactly. Bellator instead of UFC too far But I still think it's a it's a positive sign. Yeah, uh, for Bellator. And-
1: i suppose they're sounding they're showing something like you know we, we can't be complaining the whole time but it's it is questionable like didn't they leave the sunday night more people oh, be we, tune, could, we could absolutely
3: in. be complaining the whole time yeah. me and you know
1: yeah oh, well we could we about that very cool their tvs deal yeah. has been a, a fucking disaster <laughs> let's just be honest about it <laughs> it has no
3: but 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 the thing was right wasn't that deal meant to be up in february is this a
1: sign that yeah it's it's on again, like they've, they've, um, Maybe they've kept them on. We can't get any information about this TV deal. It's been very, very shady all along, so who knows? Who knows? It could be a week-to-week thing. We don't even know, man, because there's been little uh, um, information available from, from Dave.
3: Yes, I'm wondering, uh, have you seen Donald Cerrone's interview with ESPN with Brett Okamoto? Um, of course, he's fighting this weekend against Anthony Pettis, or at least scheduled to fight Anthony Pettis yeah. this weekend. Just wanted to ask you, did you hear what he had to say about the McGregor I uh, did. Fight, where basically he said he uh, didn't really show up. Um, <laughs> is that a surprise to you based on how much shit Stephen A. Smith uh, took for basically saying exactly the same thing?
1: Um, no, it's not a surprise to me with Cowboy. Yeah. Um, you know, Cowboy has been in this position before, where this has happened to him, and he's come out and said exactly the same thing. He didn't want to be there. He didn't enjoy the the bright lights uh, on certain occasions and certain nights. And he did the same thing against Ordier. I was in the arena that night in Florida when when that fight went down when he got absolutely starched, um, in the first round as well. I think it was a, a minute into the first round in the, in that occasion. And then same thing obviously happened with Conor McGregor. So no, you know, I wasn't surprised. And you know, when Donald's thinking like that, man, you question whether he should be still, you know, in there. Um, in my opinion he's lost i think what is it uh, seven of his last 11 fights now at this point and he even said that in the interview about you know this might be my you know last fight or maybe one after this and when he's in a in a situation like that and he doesn't want to show up and he's his doubts two days before as he said during the fight he said what else did he say? So he didn't want didn't didn't he woke up that morning and felt as though he just didn't want to be there he didn't want to be in the octagon when, when Connor was walking out well what do you, what are you doing in the sport man if this keeps if this is a reoccurring team? Um, I don't understand his thinking. Uh, or his logic at all at times, and that interview sort of solidified my thoughts on Donald Cerrone whether he should really be competing again because it's a very, very dangerous place if you don't want to be there. Um, and oh, that's what I what I took from that. I think it's worrying, man. To be honest, when you when, when a fighter's coming out and saying that, it's not the first time you said that either. You know?
3: Yeah. Well, look, I I I, I credit him for um how candid he was. Um, but. You know, based on what he said, I can tell you that's exactly how I felt when I was up in the rafters watching that with Jim Edwards. Yeah. And um, I was like, Jesus, you know, Cerrone, Cerrone isn't as easy as people think he is. But then as soon as McGregor and him were both in the octagon, mm-hmm. I said, this is going to be quick. Conor's going to eat him alive. It just, just the way they looked. Like yeah when, when you're looking down the yeah. body language the, the 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 kind of the vibe they were giving off
1: and i think i said I, I the, think i was straight te-
3: away i was like this isn't this is going to be very quick yeah i think um, i was texting you a I few was. hours
1: beforehand and you know i even noticed the walkout you know i looked so i watched the walkout and i was like nah this is this is going to be early this is this isn't going long it's like you can tell almost McGregor's- You get the vibes the, the body language as you said man
3: yeah, well, McGregor's a smaller man than Cerrone, but when I looked at them in the octagon, it felt like he was ten times the size of him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he's physically smaller than Cerrone, but the um the vibe they were giving off, the atmosphere surrounding them, McG- McGregor looked ten times as big. It felt, uh, uh, and it's just the writing was on the wall. I think before the first bell yeah. rang, um, I think Stephen A. Smith deserves a few apologies, to be honest.
1: Um, he won't be. I do. He won't be getting
3: them, no, man, be
2: getting them fucking, though.
3: The job is to say, is to speak your mind, and he did that, and uh, everyone ragging the shit out of him over it. And then, a couple of months later, Cerrone basically says, "Yeah, that's exactly how I was, how I was feeling." What he said, now he didn't say, didn't reference Stephen A. Of course, but I mean, it's crazy, man. This um, the ravenous fan base; it's it's unbelievable. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I suppose that's all we got for this
1: week. Noel. only the two guests this week. Yeah, two good guests.
2: Two, two excellent guests.
1: guests so what do you moan about stop moaning pete it's great i it's didn't moan ho- at all it's bank holiday weekend <laughs> people are hard to guess yeah, I mean, no, this sake. side of the pond they're all out in the piss you know what i mean yeah as we wish we were i have not a beer in two weeks there you go
3: i wish i could say the same mate
1: two weeks <laughs> three days did you have a few last night did you your you door bored you
3: <laughs> yeah it was proper dirt as well it was Oh um, God. A tree uh, <laughs> Wait, right, then uh, where are they? Are they two layer balls? Were the boomers
1: All right, okay. The oh, oh, balls, no.
3: yeah, the uh,
1: cider. Three of them, and yeah, yeah. not a fan I, of the cider. Instant heartburn. Nah, 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 not my cup of tea, man. Yeah. Only Guinness, man. I'm, I'm missing me Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, a bit of I had a pizza last night, and uh, oh, a yeah. few fresh chilies and stuff on it, and oh Jesus, this morning wasn't tasty. Uh, the old goat was was wrapped uh, <laughs> jalapenos, oh, yeah. all sorts of spices on a spicy delights. The trap door was well and truly open this morning. Slurry pit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ! I had uh, I had uh, about six points there yesterday, and I'd finished an all boy. It was a lot for you. Started drinking water, and then I went out uh, running this morning, thinking that it was going to be grand. I was trying to get me five k, and I hit four
1: four and a half We <laughs> body just said nah fuck this mate Jesus. <laughs> so four, four and a half that. more than I'd ever fucking do nah she's fair play you yeah, I wouldn't be Yeah, we're, still, we're, we're getting our done about three or four times a week now
3: Elaine's um, my uh, fitness guru at the moment so uh, yeah it's going it's going well it's keep me fucking busy and uh, I'll have plenty of time for that in the in the coming months anyway but
1: um, <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: anything else, no, else? Just,
1: who you got this weekend I'm interested in your, your main event selection
3: Oh shit! Yeah, we better have a,
1: a quick sweep through the card, will we? We do a we'll quick have, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll power quick pick, power pick. Come on, to fuck. We'll do it. We'll do it before we go. Come on. Fuck it.
3: Let's do it. Pull up the card there, and I'll, we, have, I'll we haven't have had many fights it. in a while.
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the first card we've had in a long time, PT. So we might as well fucking give the lads a a bit of a break then. All right. Well, I will. I start. I just. Are you? you I just start? watch
3: fans fighting among themselves on Twitter now, <laughs> just to get my enjoyment.
1: It's great. It's great crack. Just just log but on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Go on. Let's take it fight by fight. Uh, start with the main event there, or do we start with the start with the start with the, start with the, the prelims? The prelims. Yeah. Go yeah, on. Go on. Quick. One word answers. All right.
1: Ryan Span. Sam Alvi. Span. Alvi. Uh, Rosa Mitchell. That's a good <sighs> fight, actually. Mitchell. I'll go Mitchell as well. Uh, Luke a. Price. Luke. A. I'm going Luke a. as well. I have to. Uh, Souza or I'm Hall. Good. Jacare or Hall. Jackery gotta be. I think Jackery. far as a yeah. Watterson, that's a good scrap. i got going, Michelle. Watterson. Yeah. For them, uh, Alexi Olnik. Olnik for the upset. For oh. oh.
3: <laughs> Do you think he submits him?
1: Yeah, of course he does. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's all he ever does. He'll go down and he'll take him down for the crack. Um, <laughs> it's
3: a fucking wild joke he pulled out of his <laughs> yeah, all the time. It was absolutely
1: insane. <laughs> um, Qatar and Stevens. I'm going Jeremy Stevens.
3: Um, I'm going Cater. Sorry, I skipped about two fights there. (laughs) Cowboy and Pettis. (laughs) I think we know who you're fucking picking in this one after the last segment. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. of course. I'm going Anthony Pettis.
1: I'm going Pettis all day. I think he's going to do it again. Uh, A few liver kicks, and he'll take Cerrone out in the first couple of rounds. Hardy and uh, DeCastro. DeCastro? Yeah. I think so as well. Listen, I, I'll give Greg Hardy credit A lot of people haven't, I think he's improved an awful lot But yeah, I think De Castro yes do cast
3: off.
1: <laughs> He has, definitely Engano uh, uh, Rosenstrike. Oh <laughs> man,
3: I, I feel like Rosenstrike Could get the upset here, but I'm going for a Big Franny
1: Big Fran with a vicious KO And he'll welcome Jardino Rosenstruck properly to the heavyweight uh, Division, Henry versus Dominic Cruz, Peter
3: Oh my god That's such a that, good fight I'm actually more. I'm more excited I am now 76. yeah Exactly definitely Um, I'm going cruise fuck it
1: Yeah i go going cruise as well I think the, the master as we said of, uh, you know, dispelling that ring rust theory after his performance against TJ Dillashaw. Absolutely phenomenal motherfucker. Uh, and I'd like to see Henry beaten. I'm not going to lie because he does my head in uh, with all this shy talk. I
3: don't accept that from you because you're so fucking high on Colby Covington and his gr- great trash talk, and then Henry what? gets shot on, for God's sake. Because it's desperate.
1: just cringe, man. It is a, is a, it's super cringe, right? It's It's just... No, like, ugly, wanting, to, wanting, to fight, so wanting to fight girls and some himself triple C get the fuck out of here, man! I don't think he really wants to fight girls, mate. He probably does. <laughs> <an Olympian>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Ferguson and J- JG. Who you got? Oh, uh, T Fergs. Yeah, I got. I actually to... hope
3: for the, the, the well being of the sport that it's Ferguson.
1: <laughs> yeah, so do I. No, listen, I, I do. I generally hope. I, I don't often say that, but I, I, I you know you have to feel for for Tony at times. Um Gaethje though, man, sits in the pocket, you know, with he's Tony. Man,
3: it's so dangerous! It's Such so fucking dangerous, dangerous what they're doing here. He's a fucking he's an absolute. It's yeah. like putting
1: someone in the blender, putting them in there with Justin. Yeah. I, I I'm really interested to see though, and I think you know maybe you know what cowboy said as well, man. Just quickly before we get out of here, you know, he said that you know guys training and stuff, you know. Are they going to be able to get say, outside one or two rounds? Are we going to see a lot of knockouts in here because they've been training probably in their backyard and hitting pads, and you know they're not going to be training but with mass different sparring partners and stuff? It's going to be really interesting, I think, um, on Saturday night to see how the you know the card actually pans out if the fights go along. I don't think they're going to go along a lot of these explosive.
3: Let's. Um, what's your most likely leading headline coming out of uh, the event Sunday morning?
1: Oh God, I don't even want to think about it. I can see. I can see it, but I don't want to say it.
3: I <laughs> know <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. I need to know what it is.
1: Gaethje upsets the uh, upsets the apple cart. Uh, I don't want to see that headline. <laughs> That's
3: a fucking me, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why. I just I feel like
1: I do. I Ferguson.
3: can just... <sighs> How many times have we seen this? Right, yeah. where we've seen someone go through this complete change. Um, in public perception like Tony Ferguson is beloved now more than he ever has been if he wins this fight he is you know it's going to be huge for him
1: yeah
3: it just feels very <laughs> MMA for this to be taken away like Leon Edwards retirement, Tyron Woodley being taken away was very MMA the man worked his whole life to get to this moment and then yoink
1: yeah you know we're going to wake up on Sunday morning and we're not, not going to have TF and, and Khabib on the table anymore <laughs> Stop Tony's gonna going, going, to, to, to to, to, Tony's going to win. <laughs> it is. It's one of those things. Listen, we'll we'll just have to wait and see and I I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And um we're uh yeah, we're gonna be graced as well with the, the media shit online this week. First time ever. Should be should be a fun build up.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard much about that. Uh I probably won't either, but um yeah. Sure we'll we'll see you guys next week to discuss uh two more cards which will be happening. Um and yeah, I hope you enjoy the fights. I know you've been dying for them, and I hope everything goes down very safely yeah. and soundly for hear, all hear. our fighters and uh, the UFC staff and everyone else involved. Um, lovely to speak to you as always. Any parting remarks, Tom
1: Um We'll probably be sick of MMA again by this time next week, so uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I better not say what I was to say there. Yeah, uh, good luck, love you all, peace, enjoy the weather, be good. Love yous Mwah. big
3: kisses. See you soon.